Previously on The Adventure Zone. Aubrey, we see you and you're back in your childhood home several years ago. You are leaving it tomorrow. And then we see a car pull up just in front of your house with its lights off, with two figures silhouetted from within. A friend of mine, he, he died last night, and there, there wasn't any um, foul play or anything suspected. Looks like a bottle of Gatorade went behind the brake pedal, and so this really does look like an accident. You all see a figure on the side of the road wearing a brown robe. It's got these two large bags. There is a payphone, and it starts to ring. Uh, go for duck. In three minutes, your friend Leo Turkesian is going to die. He will be crushed to death, as will the two customers currently shopping in his store. You might want to do something about that. on the other end of the phone hangs up duck and a stiff breeze blows down kepler's main drag sending snow swirling around nearby buildings the the pizza hut dave's dehumidifier depot and leo's general store where he and his customers will apparently be crushed to death in a little under three minutes what do you do uh how far away is it from here to there uh, so you are speaking, or you are, you're currently holding the receiver of a payphone uh, on the side of the road. You had just sort of passed uh, the stretch with those uh, those businesses that I had just mentioned. Um, and I would say you're probably about 100 feet away, not too far. All right. Um, y'all, uh, I, I need help now. I need uh, Aubrey, Ned, I need your help. What? What do you mean? I need you all to uh, help me clear Mr. Tarkeesian's store. I just got a weird call that they're about to get... Let's go! Crushed. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Come on. Okay. Jake says, uh, do, you, do, you, do you need me on this, too? Or what's what, what do you need? Hell yeah, Jake. Just try to stay out of the way, man. Um, so I'm going to have Aubrey do, like, a blast of heat to try to clear the snow, right? How is there snow? Is it, like, a hazard to run there? Um, I mean, no, I wouldn't, it may, you know, get in the way a little bit, but I don't know that it's like bad enough that you need to, you, you are, I, I want to paint the scene for you. You're in the middle of the street and there's maybe not anybody immediately around, but if you're going to fucking, you know, go, go heat okay, vision right. just to clear, <laughs> just to clear some snow in front of you, you can do that if you want, but it's, it okay, would be risky. Instead, she's going to say, go, go magic powers and start running. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so that's uh, do one thing that is beyond human limitations. And I'm just. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm running like the wind, Griffin, using my wind powers to buffer, to push me forward. I, I'm going to push back on that because I, I think that this. Uh, we need to maybe narrowly define something beyond human limitations because if we say, like, you can get super speed whenever you want, that seems like a, that seems like a pretty uh, drastic sort of. Uh, can I push. Uh, push uh duck forward uh sure yeah if you want to launch duck forward the blast of wind i would i would allow that let's go with that so i'm running i think the visual is i'm running and he just blasts me from behind (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) all right all right go ahead and do it uh so i rolled a nine plus two okay Uh, so that's 11 uh so if that was a used magic then uh you uh, achieve your desired effect describe this so, like, as as Duck is running, I'm going to say, like, imagine, you know, like, a, a strong strong wind. This is not like a, a light breeze, as you described. This is like, whoa, and it's going to propel him forward at a faster rate. Gosh, 
listen, look, I've awakened some sort of latent ability. <laughs> okay, just uh, go, Duck. <laughs> another one of my powers is, has returned. I never knew, but I'm incredibly fast. Think happy thoughts, Duck. Think happy I'm, thoughts. I'm trying, Ned. I'm trying. I don't know what's making this work, but look at me go. Holy shit, man. Ned's going to read a bad situation. Um, okay. Uh, I like that. So I'm just trying to, because everything's kind of happening in real time and we do have a sort of very specific timetable we're working with here. Just to paint the scene, Duck is now flying full speed with the wind at his back towards the Am door. Am I off my feet? Um, I don't know. Are you? I didn't feel like I was. It felt like I was just running really fast. Yeah. It's, I feel like for you, it's like you're running down a hill really fast. And you know how like that feeling of you're running down a hill and you're like, oh shit. How do I stop? Like you get, you have a lot of momentum, but I don't think you're like, you know, Peter Pan flying. And I rolled really good. So like, yeah, you're do, you're, you're doing cool. good. So Aubrey is sort of between. Uh, Aubrey ran forward to like give you this extra push, and I think you and uh, you and Jake Coolice are still back towards the car, and you want to read a bad situation. Yeah, and and I rolled a, an eight plus sharp, so that's a ten. And I think Ned is not the fastest of the bunch. But I think we're just kind of charging into this situation, and and all Duck knows is crushed. I'm going to look around to see if I can figure out what exactly is coming our way. Also, if this is a uh, Die Hard Three scenario, then they might be watching. You know, they might the person who made the call. Oh, might, interesting. Might be spying on Duck McLean. What do, what do I get for a ten? You can have anything off this shelf. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Oh, I between. want the ball in the ball in the cup game. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You got to win twice to get the ball in the cup. You can have anything on this shelf between this one and this one. Anything between these two. Um, okay, so on a uh, read about situation, you uh, hold three, actually. You can ask, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to right. me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay, well, I'm going to get to that one for my third one. <laughs> I figured. But uh, are there is there are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Mm. The danger here is um, you you see Aubrey cast this this gust of wind uh, that pushes uh, that pushes Duck forward towards uh, Leo's general store. Uh, but you feel a wind too, and you're standing behind Aubrey. You feel this wind that is getting stronger it's mounting and um that the snowstorm that you all just sort of drove through uh it's it, this isn't that there's just sort of a powerful gale that is starting to uh starting to uh appear around you and it's getting stronger all right what's the biggest threat um this wind is getting sort of stronger uh like freakishly fast and you hear this sort of sickening loud metallic groaning noise um, and it's coming uh, from from the distance, sort of right in front of you, in the direction of Leo's shop, and you see starting to sway in the wind in a kind of unnatural way, the gigantic Pizza Hut sign, <gasps> the one that is designed to be seen from the nearby highway uh, as as drivers uh, pass Kepler. Uh, it is it's starting to sway in the wind a little bit like a like a like a reed like a a stalk of wheat in and this this sign is enormous and it doesn't look like there's any way it should be doing this uh that looks pretty dangerous to you the big big pizza hut sign and what's the best way to protect the victims you notice that the pizza hut sign is starting to bend a little bit towards its base and the direction in which it's bending is in the direction of Leo's general store uh, so the best way to protect the victims is to make them not be there in when the store. Happens. Yeah, folks, the sign. Look, the the, the sign. It's gonna. It, that's what's gonna be the crushing thing. That's gonna crush the people. Let's get back to Duck. Duck, you are. Uh, it's been about a minute, and you have uh, maybe a minute and a half. You have made your way to the door of the general store. You sidestep the crates that he has set up outside that he sort of displays the fresh produce in every morning and do a, a hop over this toppled over pile of bags of fertilizer as you make your way into the front door. Ah, shit. Everybody out. G clear, the, uh, clear the place. We're about to get squished by a Pizza Hut sign. Nobody wants to go out like that. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you you barge in the door just already saying this, uh, and you you have definitely been in Leo's like 
a ton. I think it is sort of the place that most folks go to get their get their groceries and ch- sundries. Um, and you would kind of have to be familiar with it to like know where to find anything here. It's a it's like a decent sized store, but its aisles are like cramped and and towering, and they are stocked with just like everything you you could ever need. Um, what what Leo has kind of invested in his inventory, though, he's kind of scrimped on maintenance. There's like it's it's got this rustic sort of alpine charm that a lot of the buildings in in Kepler have, uh, but there's like some bending beams sort of supporting the ceiling. There's some rusting metal supports for the air ducts, kind of kind of above. Uh, and knowing what you know, you just see disaster fucking all over this room. And as you run in, sort of uh, shouting for folks to get out, you see. Uh, two people. Uh, you see Leo behind the counter, behind the register, and he is sort of uh, talking idly with Janice, the uh, town mail carrier. Uh, she's got her uh, her her mailbag, and it's uh, it's empty. She has finished up her day's route. Um, the call on the line said there were two customers in here. You do not see a second customer. And Leo, as you barge in and and, and start shouting, says, uh, "Hey, okay, hold up, hold up, calm, calm, calm down there a second, Doc. What's there's no what's time, man. Come on, get out of here. Trust me." Duck, I don't. You got to tell me what's going on. You get you're freaking I don't me out to. a little bit. I, I pull out my badge. <laughs> your your my forest ranger badge. Okay. <laughs> I'm a the, I'm an officer of the law in a sense, and I need you to get out of here now. Everybody, this place is about to get crushed. We can talk about it outside. Let's go. Uh Janice says, uh, "Oh, okay, Doc. You, you, you seem mighty spooked. I'll, 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 I'll follow along." And Thank she, you, Janice. She goes out the door. Leo comes out from behind the counter and says, "Like, okay, now you, you're scaring off my customers All now, right, Doc. I don't Leo, know what you're playing at." Listen, man. Do you want to remain three dimensional? <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. Get the hell out of your store. It's about to be destroyed. Okay. I can't explain how I know, but I know. Uh, let's get back to, let's go to Aubrey. Um, so is this like a single pillar base of, of the sign? No, it's on one huge pole and now it is, it is, it looks like it could go at any second. Rather than try to stop it, I'm going to see if I can like melt one specific, like so that it timbers in the right direction or at least. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, rather than try... Is there an area that it could go... The street? I mean, you could... You could. Uh, uh, Dad was right. Like, the street direction is definitely... It would be safer. Yeah, I mean, you could probably angle it towards Dave's dehumidifier depot, which is kind of on the other side of the Pizza Hut. I would never. You can't guarantee that Dave's not in there, and you can't guarantee that, you know, dehumidifier shoppers, people in desperate need for less sort of uh, moisture in the air aren't in there, and do they deserve to die more than the people in Leo's general store? I don't know. These are the kinds of hard moral decisions I want to put in front of you. What I'm going to do is just put a little English on it so that it hits, like, the back of the store instead of the middle, right? So there's significantly less damage, so maybe it, like, clips the back instead of just, like, splitting Leo's in the middle. Okay, I think... I mean, I think this would be, like, an attack roll, right? I don't think that this would be... I don't think this fits anything that is in use magic. Um, yes, so, I agree. So this would be a kick some ass. Are you attacking the the pole itself? Yes, I am, Father, and I did not do a good job. Yeah, you did a bad job. I rolled a three plus, plus two, two is five. five. How about if 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 I help out? If you help out, you can get it to a six, which is still a, a hard fail. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Go ahead and mark experience there, Aubrey. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. What, what does it look like as you're trying to, like, a ball? More thing? like a ball of fire. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, aim. Pew, you know? Ah. I think you're hyped up in this moment. I think you are, uh, I think your your nerves are getting the best of you. And because as we've kind of touched on, like, that is where your the power of the, uh, the, um, yeah strength of your magic comes from i think you are surprised when you cut clean through the pole whoops and with that the wind finally catches the pizza hut sign like a sail and it falls over into the store and duck you you hear a horrible horrible noise duck and it's coming from directly in front of you uh suddenly the lights are just gone and 
you can sense i th- i think with whatever whatever wherever your powers are coming from duck they tell you like uh-oh and you know that you need to get the fuck out of the way uh what do you what do you do um i i'm going to tackle leo uh so like and knock him to the ground so i'm on top of him okay uh roll to act under pressure <laughs> seven plus uh that is cool cool that's a nine okay uh on a seven to nine i give you a worse outcome hard choice or price to pay could i um, help him out uh you you're pretty far away, right? I was just gonna yell out. Now he now I could make you could make a very good argument that Ned is like Timber. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I think so. Go ahead and uh roll to help out. This is you sort of shouting to warn Duck and, and giving him a heads up. And that's a seven uh, plus, plus plus cool. Plus cool, so that's eight. Okay. Uh your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Okay, I'll have to think of a way that I can do that. Look out for the big ass sign! And I think that's what inspires you to uh, leap onto Leo, and you do so. So that is now a 10. Uh, on a 10, you do what you set out to do. Here's what happens. You hear Ned's voice. You hear the groaning of, of metal outside, and you leap forward and just tackle Leo. And then the Pizza Hut sign crashes into the room i think for a second the lights go out as the sign sort of severs whatever electrical uh hookups they had uh here in the store and there's no light in the room and then there is light in the room there's like a soft red and a soft white and a soft yellow light i think you see like piz from the sign piz who uh from the sign and a little bit of that red hat uh and (laughs) the uh the huge thick wood beams that are uh, uh in in the ceiling of this room uh, a few of them have just given out completely right where it's sort of smashed in it has given out completely uh but a few of them kept a few of them stayed strong and caught the sign but you can you can f- you hear things just falling apart in this room sort of in a in a horrible cascade uh a few of the shelves have fallen over one has fallen over like at an angle and landed right above you showering you with like the goods that were on it you have some cans of of soup and some uh some canned vegetables that sort of landed and pelted you as you landed on top of leo but it caught itself on another uh set of shelves and sort of saved you from some of the uh, stuff that was falling from the ceiling and now here is where you are at and you get the impression that this the the rest of the building is not going to hold up for very long uh okay i gotta drag him out let's jump to uh before we get to that aubrey you have just pizza hutted this store and seemingly probably killed duck and yeah. everybody inside just curious what you're doing right now so i would say as you said like from her point of view right like she has just caused the building to collapse and kill duck right um the wind is knocked out of her for a second um and not like in a magical way but like something unlocks something she hasn't thought about for a very long time something that she has pushed away from the front of her mind. And, like, I I would say, like, she starts crying in that way that if someone pointed it out, she probably wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, uh, and collapses. Unconscious? Yeah. Okay. That, usually I'm the one that knocks you guys unconscious, but you're just making it easy I'm, I'm going to okay. say, not, not, like, unconscious, unco- but, like... Yeah, no, she's in shock. Yes, she's, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, okay, uh, cool. I guess we'll unpack that in a bit. Uh, and I think let's get back to Duck. I think I think we have to sort of keep the tension going here. Uh, you are under a shelf covered in cans on top of Leo. Uh, there is, you got Janice out. There's maybe somebody else in here. The building's about to collapse. What do you do? So basically, like, the building is, nobody's like. The sign is not done falling. It got caught by a couple beams in the in the, in the ceiling. It had this. It had these like thick beams, and uh, it didn't quite get through all of them. But uh, whatever is holding the sign up is giving way quickly, and it's only a matter of time. And it's still partially out of my. It's still partially out of the building, like the top of the building. Yes. 
Ned in the trunk. What? Get the Flymaster. The the rocket thing? The yeah, if, uh, unless I missed my guess, the tags on that bad boy are fragile. <laughs> uh, fragile, volatile and quick. So I feel like maybe you got one shot to rocketeer that motherfucking side off my dome, man. Oh shit. Are you sure you don't want me to, like, bring it to you? No, I'm not fucking sure, but this is the best shot I got. Come on. All right. Have, okay. So he, he throws it on. He, he buckles it up in the front. <laughs> now, Ned is good with vehicles. Is there Just a helmet? Establish. Oh, that's right. Yeah, vehicles. Uh, all right. How do I turn it on? Um, shit. <laughs> that's actually a real good question. The dial on the front? Is there a dial? Yeah, yeah. Try that. Okay, and the, and a radio comes on. Nah, nah, nah. But turn that off. That's annoying. No. Um. Oh, oh. Reach to the sides. There's little, like a little handles there. See the tubes? Oh, yeah. Oh, there those are go. nice. Yeah, it's nice, right? And they're go contoured. F- they fit my hands. Come on. And there's a red button on the. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Describe to me. Exa- okay. All right. Ned's now. Okay. Great. Ned's dead. <laughs> Ned has died. <laughs> so, Dad, start working on another character, and Duck will see if you need to start working on another. No, okay. What do you? What do you? What's the plan here? You are. I need to know how well. I need to know what you're doing before we can decide how well it goes. All right. Uh, well, I mean, the only thing that I can see, there's no way that we could get inside the building. So the only thing I can do is he said jetpack into the motherfucking sign. So I'm going to jetpack into the motherfucking sign. All right, you're just trying to collide with it really hard? Or are you trying to, like... Well, I think pull- that if I move it, if I hit it hard enough, you know, maybe it'll flatten out and not come through the hole? Yeah, or he catches it and pulls it away. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just shoot into it with your human body, you're going to get extremely hurt. You know that, right? If you put on... <laughs> I got to talk to you about it for a second, Daddy. <laughs> that if you launch yourself with a jetpack into a sign and you hit it going really fast, that your body dies. I you get have that, no? a large. No, no, no. It's good I, body. I have my parka on. Uh huh. That'll All cushion right. it some. Let's just think with our human. Let's think about what our human bodies can do and what it can survive. To bring everybody inside the bit, I was planning on doing this before um, Aubrey tried to kill me with a Pizza Hut sign. And I was thinking about how it would work pretty good because I'm not, I'm so tough. Yeah. And I kind of forgot about when I suggested that Ned uses flesh to. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm not, if, if Ned zooms towards it, we're talking about a large, roughly rectangular shaped sign, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's in the shape of the pizza hut. All right. But... If we use leverage, if he zooms at it, hits the top part of it, and knocks it back, flattens it out, it's not going to come through the roof because there's more area okay, over the roof. I'm loving this, yes. I'm loving absolutely. this. This is good. This is good science. All right, go, I, I guess, act under pressure. Okay. Literal air pressure in this case, eh? Act under pressure. Uh, what do I add to that? Uh, cool. Seven plus one, that's eight. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. Price to pay. You don't get to pick. <laughs> That's oh, not how okay. life works ever. <laughs> I, I thought you were being Monty Hall for a minute. But you're not. Like, it doesn't work in life if you get hit by a car. God's not like, so what do you want? <laughs> what way do you want to go with this, Clint? Yeah, oh. uh, I'm going to hurt you really bad. Okay. I can, um, I can live with that. Listen, just for the moment of zooming along on a rocket pack is worth any price. Okay. It's a fun choice of words to say I can live with that. Um, yeah, that, that remains to be seen, uh, but you, boy, what's this look like? You tell me now. This is your, this is your last act on this earth. I want you to tell me how it looks. <laughs> the rocket pack fires up when he hits the red button. And while it would be really cool to envision him as, you know, sleek and aerodynamic, I think he's waving his arms and legs like crazy. <laughs> And just flailing around for the first couple of seconds and then maybe stretches his arms out to act like wings and then stretches his legs out and tries to angle towards the upper part of the sign. Okay, um, you achieve that. 
Uh, and it is it is clumsy. It does not look very smooth. It does not look very cool. I think that Janice, the mail carrier, sees you uh, from her spot. She has just taken off running, uh, especially as the sign fell in through the uh, in through the building, uh, and she just sees this sort of column of smoke do a curly cue in the air. And I think by the time when you actually make contact with the sign, I think you've flipped around so that the jetpack itself catches the brunt of the damage. Because if you get the sense if your skull had been the recipient of it, you would just you would die. You would have been dead very, very quickly. Yeah. And, and instead, instead you die slowly. Yeah, it sounds like I was well, slow death kind of thing. Instead, duck from you you're looking up from your position and you see just sparks shoot into the air, shoot through the air, and Ned, you just you are instantly unconscious. You are instantly uh unconscious from this uh huge amount of blunt force trauma you experience. Uh your body sails twenty feet past the sign uh and rolls to a stop, sort of smoking in the snow. And the flymaster, I think it keeps on going. I think it comes unlatched from you and uh it skitters to a stop like 50 feet uh, past you. Uh, it sort of dances across the snow, uh, g- sort of flying past your unconscious form, and you take four harm. I'm sure we'll find that again later. Ned, I need you to mark unstable on your harm tracker. Ooh. If you do not get medical attention now, you are going to die. All right. Unstable. And I mark four harm? Yes. Um, with that, though, the sign get teeters on the edge of the building and sort of slides off. You blast into this motherfucker so hard uh, that you completely push it just off off the building and it slides uh, harmlessly off the back. Um, and with that, uh, Duck, you, uh, Leo is, Leo's kind of, you know, he was screaming for a second as his store was destroyed and he's calmed down and he says, Okay, uh next time I will listen up. Can we, you got we got to get out of here. I I I I don't I we, we got to get Denny from the bathroom. He's he, he was in the bathroom. We got to get him. We got to get it. Calm down. All right. Listen. I got a plus 2 cool. So where I'm going to get you through this. All right. You get out. I'll get Denny off the can and uh and then we'll I don't know, we'll call the 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 sheriff down here and start the insurance stuff, but get out now, I'll go get Denny. Don't worry. You can already hear sirens in the distance. I think that this is, you know, happening on the main the main drag and folks definitely saw a Pizza Hut sign uh, you know, teeter and fall into a a, a business. I think that uh that you definitely hear sirens in the way. I also don't think like I think the danger has passed. The the uh, sign is now off the building. It's not going to fall in and collapse. Uh, I and I think Denny and Leo and you are able to get out of the store without any danger. And you see Aubrey on the ground uh, by the uh, by the sign where it fell. Uh, and I don't know if you see Ned. Aubrey. Hey hey Aubrey. I'll, I'd rush over to her first. I think she's right there. Uh, sure. Aubrey, did did you knock over the sign? Aubrey. I killed Duck. No, what? I killed Duck. Oh, no. This is a ghost thing, isn't it? Hey, Leo, can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. You you, you, you look <laughs> you look a little shaken up, and you got some soup All right, on never you, mind. But... That's fine. Hey, hey Aubrey, I, I'm not dead. Look. Not again. No, no. No, 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 Aubrey. Look, look, look. I'm not dead. God, hold on. Um, Duck probably travels with a first aid kit of some sort, right? Like, doesn't that... Does that track like a for cool you? Like fanny pack. As a ranger, it seems like he would have like some bear. Yeah, in his pack, I think. He, I think he definitely had. Yeah, I mean, this is not your primary job, but like, I think if you're on the if you're on the trail doing your sort of forest tending, and you come across somebody who's injured themselves, you definitely want to be prepared. Uh, so, so yeah, I think in your sort of just your all day carry, you've got some supplies for. All for right, state. I'll I'll uh I'll grab that up and uh, get out the uh, the space blanket. That that I keep in there, okay, and uh, um, pull out because I can recognize. I think I probably recognize Shock. All right, yeah, you get that all wrapped around Aubrey, and I think at this point the uh, an ambulance from St. Francis uh, has pulled up, as have a couple of uh, squad cars from the uh, from the sheriff's station. Uh, you mm-hmm. see Sheriff Zeke, Zeke and uh, 
uh, Deputy Dewey step out of those, okay. and uh, immediately uh, some some EMTs uh, r- rush out of the ambulance and towards the building looking for anybody who has gotten injured. Um, and they they do a quickly poke their head inside and they kind of get waved off by the sheriff who doesn't want them to you know doesn't want the building to collapse on them. Uh, and one of the EMTs points off in the distance and duck, you see, you see two EMTs rush over with their supplies and start tending to Ned, who you now see, uh, face down in the snow. All right. I would rush over there next. All right. He looks very bad. He has, uh, I think whatever coat he was wearing now just has a big burn mark on the back of it. Uh, and he is, uh, you don't see any, like, you know, it's not gruesome. It's not like there's bones jutting out of ned um but uh he he looks he looks bad um and the emts are working on him and one of them says uh do you know what happened to him oh boy um do you want the truth or a more convincing lie um nah so okay Right, so the Pizza Hut sign started to fall because of the weather, and he ran up there on a fire escape and tried to push it with a bat. Damn it. Nah, he just pushed it, and it fell, but then he fell because he got shocked. I bet. Mm, (laughs) I didn't see. I was it. Ah, shit. All right. Hey, folk! Hey, guys! Rewind! I hey, guys! Rewind a second! Ah, fuck! I was inside. I didn't see anything. I don't know this man. I do know this man. His name. <laughs> fuck! All right. I net. I here. Mm, all right. So this man, his name is Ned, and he's a friend of mine. And I don't know what the hell happened to him, but you know this guy. He's always getting into something. I don't know. I was in the building. I almost got killed by a pizza sign. I might be in shock. This is where we find out that Doc got his nickname because one time he tried to explain something to someone and it just kept autocorrecting fuck over and over again. Everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your dirty little secret. I think I've done that one. Thanks for listening to episode 14 of the Adventure Zone Amnesty. Hope that you are enjoying it, getting a little bit getting a little bit hot and heavy in here. But sometimes, you know, sometimes the dice roll that way. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone, and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? 
I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a couple gumbo troms here for you. The first one is for Avi and Becca. It's from Isabel, Cassidy, Sophie, Christina, and Tara, who say, maybe Tara, who say, when you're hearing this, you're either about to be married or were recently married or something terrible has happened. We just wanted to ask a hereby unspecified number of McElboys to tell you that we think you're sweet, we love you immensely, we love your love, and we absolutely cannot wait to see you. Congrats, newlyweds. Uh, they got, it looks like they got married at the end of June. They're, I'd say they're still in that sweet newlywed phase. Everything is uh, so, so fresh and exciting, and there's so much, so much love to explore. So many, so many, uh, so many little corners, so many little hidey holes in the love. Ah, there's a new hidey hole. We found it. What's in this one? It's new memories I'm gonna make with my with my love. So congratulations. Here's a uh, here's one for Throckmorton. And it's from Topper, who says, Congratulations to Throckmorton on completing your environmental degree. You didn't want our son, Dark Jr., going to university before you, and both he and our daughters, Anna Maiden and Cream Puff Zero, could not be more proud of your achievement. Unfortunately, you don't like the Adventure Zone, so you'll probably never hear this. We love you. Then why did you... I'm not... All right. Thank you for your support. And Throckmorton, if you do end up hearing this somehow, congratulations... Uh, I imagine environmental degree is a probably very frustrating degree to get in this day and age. Um, I don't know why this message is going out to you if you're never going to hear this, but uh, I don't know, man. It's like that movie Frequency. You just shoot stuff out into space, and your dad hears it 30 years ago or something. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. If you do that, you might end up as a character uh, on the show. And we just really appreciate you sort of spreading the word. It is how we have found most of our audience, and it means so much that you all are uh, so enthusiastic about this this show that we make that you would uh, share it with with all of your friends. Um, I also want to thank Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there. Uh, they got shows like the Beef and Dairy Network, uh, The Greatest Generation, Friendly Fire, Story Break, all kinds of shows, uh, all at MaximumFun.org. We have other stuff that you can hear at McElroyShows.com. Um, what else? What else? We got a, a graphic novel. Did you read it? I hope so. Um, it, a lot of you read it and it made it to the New York Times list, and that was fucking rad. But you can find it at uh, theadventurezonecomic.com. If you if you haven't read it, it's a it's our first arc of our first story, Balance. I uh, hear there be gerblins, and it's like a it's full of like cool cartoons. 
Um, I I'll, I don't know what else. We got live shows, but they all sold out because y'all are fucking awesome. So I think I'm just going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. The next one is going to be up on... Next one's going to be up on September 6th, so we'll talk to you then. Bye. It's been uh, it's been a few hours since the accident. It was a few very stressful hours, maybe especially for you, Duck, because you were sort of the only one who was sort of uh, fully fully cognizant during all of this. You uh, rode in the ambulance with with Aubrey and Ned to uh, to the hospital. Um, Leo came to he uh, he you know just felt bad about abandoning you all after you went to to such great lengths to help try and save his store and the people inside of it. Uh, and it's been a few hours. You are now sort of in a recovery room with, um, with Aubrey. And I think Aubrey, at this point you have, have recovered from the state that you were in right in the immediate aftermath of the sign falling over. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ned is there also, uh, he is in bed and he's, you know, hooked up to machines and an IV and, uh, I think you're in and out, Ned. I think you are. I think you are doing better. They have definitely stabilized you. Uh, and go ahead and uh, remove one harm. Get yourself just a three harm. Okay. Um, that is for Ned, not for Duck. Oh, I'm just listening. D- Duck was left. <laughs> <laughs> um, Active listener. Uh, you all are in in the room all together. Leo is is waiting out in the hallway, um, and. Mama showed up a few minutes ago after she heard what happened. Uh, and that is the scene as uh, you, Duck, and Aubrey, and Mama are sort of debriefing about what just happened. And Mama's kind of, like, got her hand on on Ned's, uh, on Ned's like, knee, just, like, pats it a couple times, making sure he knows, like, hang, hang in there, bud. Um, and she says, um, all right, so, uh, so walk me through all this again. You all saw some sort of hooded, hooved figure out in the snow, whipped up a snowstorm. Y'all couldn't see. Car stalled out. And then you got a heads up that the Pizza Hut sign was about to fall on Leo's general store. Uh, Yeah, that's correct. And they knew it was you who's, who's going to answer the phone. Right. What did they sound like? What did they? Did you get any idea who it, who it might have been? Was it somebody you knew? Was it a voice you recognize? Uh, it was. It was a few weeks ago, so I'm having trouble remembering if I recognize <laughs> the voice. Let me think about it. Hold on, and I pray. <laughs> Why to Griffin? I pray to Griffin <laughs> to remind me if I recognize the voice or not. Um, you you didn't. You, you definitely nah, didn't. Mama. I didn't recognize the voice at all. Well, I don't. Shit, man. I don't know. Uh, I guess we can wait and see if they reach out again. Um, I, I, I did. Did it seem like they were friend or foe? I mean, obviously they gave you a heads up, but who's to say they weren't the ones? Mama, there was magic. There was magic. Yeah the the wind the wind was not normal. Yeah, something strange is going on. It felt like a lot of stuff, like, it felt like we were jinxed. I got a thought. It was a call into a payphone, right? So maybe we could, like, track it? Like, find out who's called that payphone or something. Uh, Well, I mean, if nobody else has called it uh, or used that payphone since, we could star 69 it and see. Hell um... yeah. That's one. That's hysterical. Secondly, that's a great idea. I mean, because one of two things, either it's the person who knew the sign was going to fall because they made it happen, or it's a person who knew something was going to happen who might be able to help us stop more stuff in the future. Um, Mama says, all right, well, well uh, we got to chase any clue we can get. We got to get to that payphone before somebody else you know, can, can use it or, or receive a call. And uh, Jake stands up from the corner of the room, and he says... Yeah, this is something Jake can do. 
And he uh, he pulls out his board and just goes running out of the room. Now, Jake, full wait. Can you remember the number? Yeah. It's the star-shaped button and then the funny <laughs> sex joke. You got it, Jake. <laughs> I'm real proud of you. Go get him, partner. <laughs> he flicks you, gives you a big thumbs up and a finger gun, and he runs out of the room. Not 420, Jake. <laughs> God damn it, he's going to hit. You're going to want to do 420. You're going to want to do 420, Jake. So I, I would say at this point, like, Aubrey looks over and, like, Ned's eyes are closed. And she says, like, hey, Doc, could you go get me a coffee from the vending machine at the end of the room? I I don't care if it's gross vending machine coffee. Yeah. I would love it. Down Do you the hall, want, I think. Uh, you want any cream? No. Any sugars? Nope. Just black, please. What if it has, like, a mocha? You want a mocha kind of thing? Just Duck, just black coffee. You want a small or a medium or a large? Do you have any size? There's lots of, there's tons of options. Grande? Get a grande. Ned, you're a slit. Ned? Okay, hold on. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, Ned's okay, y'all. He's talking normal and he's all fine. He sounds like Clint McElroy, beloved DJ. Oh, he's back up. up. Um, The the biggest they got, Duck. Just the biggest, cheapest, blackest coffee they got. Yeah, uh, make that too, Duck, if you don't mind. Okay, Mama, do you want cream or? No, nah, I'm good. It's just literally the same exact order. Why don't you? Why don't you get? I think Aubrey's trying to have a delicate conversation. With me. Or... It's going to be a delicate conversation, Duck. Why don't you? Why don't you get? I just want to make sure you're taken care of. They got those little six ounce shafts. She, too. Mama, walks and opens the door up. Uh, I get it. All right, then. Yeah, go, Sorry go about that. Uh, yeah, I'll get be. It. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Duck is uh, out of the room, and now it is just an unconscious Ned and uh, Mama and you. Should Aubrey. I take my headphones off? No, because I'm. We we got stuff. You can know this shit. I don't know. It's kind of fun because I want you, the player, to know so we can get back to it and work. Yeah, the story. Right, got it. <laughs> we're trying we're to tell all a story together. It. Got it. But would Ned know? Because he's kind of semi-conscious. Well, maybe he will, and you'll see if that comes up. Maybe that's why you're in the fucking room, Clinton. We're playing this together. We're, it's all happening in real time. Which is fucking like we, it's just like right. It's like goddamn story. It's like everybody just fucking forgot. I'm really into character. Write know, the fucking story with me. We are New York Times best-selling authors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Mama is here alone with you, Aubrey. She says, "All right, uh, Aubrey, what's what's going on? You seem really shaken up. Obviously, it was a it was a tough night, but uh, did something happen?" Mama, do you remember when we met at the at the magic show and you saw me do magic and I told you it was the first time? Yeah, you're talking about actual magic, right? Yeah, I don't think it was the first time. What do you mean? What did you did you? Did you remember something? What 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 else what other time has there been, Aubrey? When I was uh 18, I was the night I was going I was leaving home, we someone broke into our house. These uh two men, I I don't know. I was running to see what the sound was. I I tripped and I hit my head on the the banister of the stairs. And when I woke up, the house was on fire. And I think that was my fault. <sighs> Shit, Aubrey. I mean, do you know that for do you know that for sure, Aubrey? Or are you just I mean are you just is this just the guilt maybe of, of the fire started on the second floor where I was and they were breaking in downstairs and I'm I've never really thought about that before now. It's like I can almost remember it. I mean, I, that might be relevant. If that's true, Aubrey, then that means that your magical abilities don't have anything to do with you being in Kepler or close to the gate or close to Sylvain. A lot of sort of our theories about that are are shot. But um, I'm I'm sorry about your house burning down. That must have been hard. My mom died in the fire. Dad got out, but part of my mom was in collapsed. I don't think she knows how to respond to that. She just stands there kind of mouth open for a bit and wraps you back up in that blanket. And I think she doesn't know what to do because she brought you here and then she disappeared for a couple months and then she showed back up. And I don't know what your relationship has been like since then, but I think she takes a beat 
and then she leans down and she just she just wraps the blanket around you and and gives you a, a little kiss on the top of the head and she says i'm gonna go see what's taking duck so long with that coffee okay uh before we do anything else i have a super 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 important question for ned and that question's going to determine some stuff based on what the answer is. But how um, how conscious, how aware, how much of that did Ned actually hear? I think he heard. I think he heard all of it. I think he's not exactly in a coma, but I think he's no. he's he's out of it enough that he's he's not feigning con- unconsciousness. But I think he heard the whole. I think he heard the whole story. Then I think Ned has just had a pretty horrible, extremely horrible realization. Yeah. Then I think in this sort of like in and out of consciousness state that you're in, you hear all of this and you are taken back to that night. And. I think you just see little bits and, and pieces of it in this state. I think you probably bonked your noggin something fierce when you did your jetpack stunt. Uh, and so it's it's not coming to you in one sort of linear thread, but you remember pulling up to the house and you remember doing a quick lap around it to uh, find the best entrance to check for security. You remember going inside. You remember carefully taking things. You remember getting caught, and you remember the car crash with your partner uh, during your speedy escape. As Aubrey speaks from what seems like miles away, and you realize it was her house that you robbed that night. Hey, Duck, you're out in the hallway. Right? You were getting coffee? Yeah. Um, I think you see Leo out there. Leo looks pretty pretty shaken up as you come back with the two cups of Joe. Um, he's sitting there, and he's kind of got his head in his hands. Uh, hey, Leo, how's it going? You all right? He, uh, he looks up. He kind of wipes his nose. He uh, says, uh, no, nah, Doc, I'm not doing good. Very good at all. Thanks uh, Thanks for asking. I know, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't yell. I'm sorry. That was mean of me. I just... That was my fucking store, Duck, and it's gone now. I mean, there's parts of it still standing, and maybe there's a few, you know, boxes of cereal that didn't get smushed. But uh, that was my little, that was my life, Duck. When I when I came to Kepler, I I, I moved down here from New York, and uh, I didn't I didn't have anything, and I had just gotten out of like sort of a long term gig, and then. I didn't have nothing, and that was hard for me, and I didn't know what my purpose was, and I found that store, and that was my purpose, and it was a good it was a good purpose, but uh fuck, Doc, man, it's just it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. There's no argument about that. I guess I'm still around to maybe rebuild, and I guess that's entirely thanks to you, so I knew that people were gonna be good neighbors here in Kepler Duck, but I didn't expect that kind of that that kind of treatment, so I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know how I can repay you. Well, you know, it's the least I could do. I'm sorry, you know, about the store. Uh, what about, I see people like, what about kickstarting? Is that a thing? Can you kickstart it? Like a motorcycle? What do you, like? Nah, you like, I think, I don't actually know. I just see sometimes when there's a fire or whatever, or like, some people kickstart it. I don't know how you get it on there, or if you just ask him, or or what. He says, I, I guess I'll go to the library and see what I can find out. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a lawyer, and I don't know nothing about law stuff, but it seems like I might be able to get a little bit of money out of the Pizza Hut, right? Yeah, I mean, Pizza Hut's got... Hey, do you not have insurance? I do, yeah, I, I do, but it's going to take a little bit for, for that to come through. In the meantime, maybe I could get a, f- a few free uh, personal pan-zahs out of it. Yeah. And, t- and that's what I can do for you. I'll split, I'll split you some of the zahs. Yeah. You're being, I'll be honest, Leo, you, you're being kind of despondent for a guy who maybe just has to wait a little while to get a check to fix up his store, you know? You're <laughs> seeming out here in the hallway a little bit like doom and gloom, when really what you got is a kind of an unplanned vacation, you know? Get up and running again. Just 
let the gears of uh, you know, State Farm start turning. I mean, you you got a point there, Doc. It's just it's been my experience that when you when you find your calling in this life, it doesn't make any sense to put off doing it. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna head out. I uh, I'm gonna head back to the shop. I, I better take stock of what's still standing. But you you take care of yourself, Duck. I don't know what Kepler do without you. All right, fair enough. So now you have a bond with Leo Tarkisian. Can't wait to summon him. <laughs> you get his summon crystal. <laughs> you throw it to the ground and shatters. I take it to the fairy godmother, and she. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think as he walks by, he brushes uh, past Jake, who <laughs> comes running back in. He's 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 got a lot of snow up on his pants. He's got his board that he's got slung over his back. And he runs up to you, Doc, and he says, uh, Oh, God. You okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just, I, I ran really fast, and I I snowboarded. I cross-country snowboarded some of the way. And, but I got to the payphone. Well, what's the number? I, I had the phone book, so I ran the number in there. You And I found it. You I, ran the number? What? Yeah, I went through all the numbers one by one, and I found the phone number. <laughs> Wait, what? No wonder he's tired. That would have taken days. Is that weird? I just went through it really fast. Oh, God, he's a beholder. <laughs> so I just, oh, my God. Can I ha- he He takes one of the cups of coffee and just, like, slams it. Yeah, says, go for it, man. Shit. That hurt my mouth really bad. But... The number that called you, it was from the uh, Eastwood Campground and uh, RV Park. That was the... I'm gonna fucking die, man. You're the... where? Uh, Eastwood Campground and our RV Park. That's what the phone number said. Is that where we first met Pigeon? Um, no. Duck, I think you would know this as more of sort of a, a long-term uh, RV park. Not quite like a... Like a trailer park, but for uh, folks who maybe want to like walk part of the the, the trail, uh, like the Appalachian Trail, and and leave their their uh, their Winnebago or what have you okay. in a, a secure spot. Uh, this is sort of more of a more of a long term rental place. All right. And as he tells you the uh, the source of the telephone call, you hear the phone ring inside of Ned's room. Aubrey answers it. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Aubrey, you hear that voice that you heard earlier this evening on the payphone. And this voice says, well done. I I have to say, as someone who's tried to defy the whims of fate myself a fair number of times, I I didn't think you'd actually pull it off. Listen, um, hi. Thank you for your help. Who are you? That is a complicated question, Aubrey, one that will make a lot more sense when we meet tomorrow afternoon at my home, once Ned is back up and on his feet again. My name is Indrid Cold. That, that was the name I was born with in, in Sylvain. It's a, it's a nice name, I've always thought, perhaps a bit on the nose, a bit, you know, supernatural sounding, but there's nothing I can do about that, can I? But I, I think you're asking a different question. I'm known as something different to the folks of this area. It's, it's a nickname I picked up when I was younger and a bit more careless about my public persona. I don't prefer this title myself, but, well, I'm the Mothman. See you tomorrow. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? 
That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go, Dale? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Beloved Maximum Fun Star Trek podcast, The Greatest Generation, is going out on tour. We are bringing Greatest Gen Con to a bunch of cities in the U.S. and Canada. It's our big tribute to slash send up of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And we have a big leg coming up. Yes, we are raising our legs on a number of cities <laughs> in the coming weeks. We're going to Washington, D.C. on August 23rd. The Bell House in Brooklyn, New York on August 24th. Mass Mocha in North Adams, Massachusetts on August 25th. Pittsburgh on the 28th. Boston, Massachusetts at the Wilbur Theater on the 29th. Atlanta, Georgia at the Earl on the 30th. Ferndale, Michigan at the Magic Bag on the 31st. Those are some great big rooms and some great big cities. Ben. And it's a really fun show. It's accessible even if you haven't listened to the podcast yet. We can't wait to see you when we're out on tour. Check greatestgencon.com for dates and ticketing information. And Khan is spelled K-H-A-N because Wrath of Khan. Greatestgen, K-H-A-N.com. <laughs>